Amen. Good stuff. A lot of great stuff going on. Uh, good morning again. Welcome to Liberty Church. We're so glad that you're here worshiping with us this morning. Uh, and the Westbrooks are glad to be back this week. Uh, we had a real quick uh, little mini vacation. Uh, last week we were struggling, you know, real hard down at the beach. Uh, so uh, but we did miss y'all. I don't just say that. But when we, when we miss a week of church, it feels like we miss like a whole month. <laughs> uh, but so it went great. Uh, little Z traveled really good. We had a good time. Uh, but we did miss y'all. Uh, I want to go ahead and say a special thank you to Pastor Forrest, uh, our youth pastor. Go ahead and give him a hand. He did a great job uh, for stepping up and, and filling in for me. Uh, he always does a great job. I heard so many great things. And so I'm thankful for him for doing that. So thank you, sir. Uh, and y'all really kicked off an awesome new message. Uh, I was a little sad that I didn't get to kick it off. Uh, me and Pastor Keith were talking about this message uh, that y'all started last week. And it just really, uh, the, the title of the message, I feel, uh, is, is, is just hits home. I, I feel like uh, the, the title of our message, what's the title of our message? Y'all remember it from last week? Uh, buckle up, right? Uh, 2020 has been quite a year. <laughs> that's what we were fasting and praying for, everything that's going on. Uh, and from now until the end of the year, I feel like, y'all, we need to be connected, rooted to Christ more than ever. Connected, rooted to a healthy, growing church more than ever, right? And that's what Buckle Up is all about. It's a message not just of hope, but it's a message to remind us that no matter what the world throws at us, we can overcome and conquer in Jesus' name if you're connected to Jesus. <laughs> and so we got we to gotta, uh, uh, get connected. Uh, Jesus said, apart from me, right, you can do nothing. Uh, he's the vine. We're merely the branches. Uh, but so we got we, we to gotta see, recognize, believe, trust in him like we, like we haven't in a long time. I really want to challenge our faith this morning that, you know what, like I said, no matter what the world, the world wants to steal, kill, and, and rob us uh, of hope and joy and uh, the normal seas of things. And, and, and man, if you get sucked into that uh, and forget who, who your God is and who your Savior is, man, you can walk around uh, uh, just, just, just mad and angry and frustrated all the time like the world does, you know what, or we can walk around with joy and hope and peace. Uh, in love, right? If if we remember who we're connected to, right? So y'all ready? You ready to buckle up this morning? If you got a neighbor, go ahead and look at him and say, I hope you're ready because I got my seatbelt on. <laughs> amen. So let's buckle up, amen. We're this morning, we're going to talk about finding our place, right? Finding our place, our position, and our posture in Christ. And as as we get connected to him, we see that we have those three things. We have a special place. We have a special position in Christ. And we have a special uh, posture in which we're supposed to carry and live out our lives uh, the way God calls us to, right? Let's look at that first recap point that y'all went over last week. Uh, so what does it mean to buckle up? I kind of was just talking about what that means. Uh, but it means to be securely seated in Christ, finding our place, position, and posture in Him, it means to fully embrace what it means to be united with Jesus. It says it means to be securely seated. Somebody say seated. Seated in Christ. We're talking about buckling up, uh, getting ready, uh, be hopeful, be mindful of what's going on, uh, activate your faith, uh, activate your love, 
Be the light of Christ in the world, right? But before you can buckle up, do you know you have to sit down? You can't put your seatbelt on until you first actually take your seat. So you got to sit down at the feet of Jesus. You want to talk about buckling up and living for God and, and living for Jesus and uh, sharing the gospel? Before you can put your, your seatbelt on and say, okay, God, I'm along for the ride, you got to sit down and say, Jesus, I'm yours. Right? If you have never done that, I promise you today there will be an opportunity for you to do that. But we, even as believers, sometimes forget, right? Because we try to control and, uh, and drive our own lives, right? Here's what we got to do. You got to give God the keys of your car. See, and some of y'all just cringed on the inside. You're thinking, man, I got to relinquish my life, the control of my life to God, right? But you're just, uh, you're thinking about it all wrong. See, because it's really kind of cool. When you give God the keys, see, God the Father's driving. And King Jesus is sitting shotgun. And you're in the back, chilling with the Holy Spirit. But think of it like this, in a limousine. <laughs> when you give God the keys, man, you're on a divine ride. Right? And, and God, he, he, he can take you places you never thought. Uh, uh, you know, you, got G you need Jesus in your life. You got the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to help lead and guide you. Uh, and, and, and that's the order in which we're supposed to live. Amen. But before we can, we can buckle up, man, we got we to gotta sit. Uh, we got to trust him. We got to choose him. And, and really, when you, when you decide to say, you know what, God, I, I, I'm yours. I'm, I'm going to do this thing. Right? That, that's really when you, when you put your seatbelt on. That's the sign of commitment. That's the sign of, uh, of dedication, right? Uh, you're trusting God when you put that seatbelt on. You're, you're saying, God, okay, I trust you. Uh, and that's the place that we have to move into from, from now to for the rest of our lives, but specifically really to the end of this year because we got an election coming up, coronavirus still going on, all sorts of crazy stuff. And so you better buckle up, amen, and trust him. And see, without Christ, we're lost. Uh, think of your life before you knew God, right? You were lost. You didn't know your place. You didn't know your position. You didn't know your posture. You know, you didn't know how you're supposed to live, look, do things. Uh, and, but the, the thing is, even when we come to know Christ, we can still forget, right? I, I can at times forget my place, forget who God's called me, forget my position in Christ, forget uh, how I'm supposed to live and act. Uh, you know, and so, and so even with Christ, sometimes we can do that. And that's why it's so important uh, that we're committed firmly to him. Amen. Let's look at Ephesians 2, 4 through 6. It says, but God is so rich in mercy uh, that he loved us so much that even though we were dead, somebody say dead, uh, because of our sins, he gave us life. Thank God for life. He gave us life. When he raised Christ from the dead, it is, not only, uh, it is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from dead along with Christ, and there it is, right? And to be seated us, you can underline that if you want in your Bibles, with Christ, and he seated us. Uh, with him in heavenly realms because we were united with Christ Jesus. And skip down to verse 9, uh, Ephesians 2, 9. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, uh, so none of us can boast about it, right? And so he raised us from dead to life because of the work, the finished work of who Jesus Christ is, right? 
And we're seated in the same heavenly places that Jesus is because that's really what salvation is in a nutshell. <laughs> Jesus says, if you believe and trust in me, then the, 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 you know, not only heaven is yours, but blessings here on earth is yours. You can live a blessed life. Uh, and that's what being connected, seated in Christ, uh, rooted in Christ, looks like and what it means uh, for us. And at verse 9 there, he says, salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so no one can boast about it, right? This, we can't add to the work of Jesus. Sometimes we, do, we, do, we are capable of doing awesome, amazing things, and we'll go ahead and kind of give ourselves credit for it, right? Man, I was really good today. I did all this awesome stuff. I, I blessed so-and-so. We'll have these little thoughts. And see, we can't add to what Jesus has already done. His work was finished, perfect. Uh, he, was, he was a spotless lamb, right? Without sin. And so we got to give all those things credit to him, right? And that's why, that's what we have to be seated in, his work, not our own work. That's what I'm talking about, giving God the keys to your life, and surrendering all the good things that can and will happen uh, in and through you, for you, uh, to him. Amen. And giving him uh, the credit. It says, it says, we can't boast about it, but we can boast on him, right? There's a confidence and coolness and boldness in Christ. We can't boast on ourselves, but we can boast on him. Amen. Uh, that next point. And so because we are seated uh, with Christ in heavenly realms, we have a place. Somebody say place. Uh, position and posture that brings security, strength, and success. Y'all, I need those three things in my life. Anybody else? Man, I want some security. Man, I want some strength. <laughs> I need strength, not just for me, spiritual strength, uh, but for, for my family and for my church, for my friends, for the people I love and care about. Uh, I need that strength. Uh, y'all, and I need success. We all want to be successful, right? There's nothing wrong with that. I already shared it. Jesus said, apart from him, we can do nothing. You, you might experience some small successes here and there, uh, but the, that, that inner joy that only God can give you. Uh, will never happen unless you're doing it for a greater purpose. Uh, and that purpose has to be Him. And if you do it for Him, I promise you that success and that joy that you seek for your life will happen. But other than that, you would just be running in circles. Uh, same old mountains, same old tests, same old trials. I mean, we have to be seated, rooted, connected, and we got to buckle in uh, and be ready to ride or die with Jesus, with God driving uh, our cars, our metaphorical cars of life. Amen? And so uh, we, we, have to live our, uh, we have to live our lives in that order, knowing that God uh, has the keys to my life, that he is in charge, that he is driving, uh, that, that, that I'm looking at Jesus, that I'm trusting the Holy Spirit. See, when I live my life in that order, then I can have those things, the strength, the successes, uh, the stress-free uh, life that I can that I that I, I so desperately want when I do it in that order. But when you don't do it in that order, when when you try to control each and every aspect of your life that you're not called to control, that you can't control anyway, you will be you will be miserable. Uh, the enemy will keep coming at you. Uh, all it takes is just to wave that white flag, right? Surrender, God. I need you. I can't do this without you. And when we do it in that order, those three things God can give us, the security, the strength, and the success. Amen? Because if we don't, if we do it the other way, we will suffer. Uh, and when we suffer, 
man, for some reason, sometimes, sometimes we run to God, but more times than not, when we're suffering, when you're going through something hard and painful, we actually run away from God. A lot of times, we actually blame God for the thing that I'm going through. You know, and God, he doesn't call those, cause those bad things, right? I always use John 10, 10, right? It's a defining line of if it's God or if it's the devil, right? That Jesus said that the devil comes like a thief, right, to kill, steal, and destroy. So if something's being stolen, killed, or destroyed in your life, that's not God. And so that's how the enemy comes in. He wants us to be disconnected. He wants us to unbuckle ourselves really from this divine ride that God has us on. Uh, to, if we can blame God... Or if we can try to control our lives ourselves, uh, then, then, then the enemy wins. That leads me to my next point. So you know there's a real God. Uh, and so because I know that you know that because you all are really smart folks, uh, you know that there's a real enemy and there's a real agenda and attack against our lives, right? There's a demonic temptation to, drift, to get us to drift away or for us to add to the finished work of Jesus Christ. Only when we buckle up, somebody say buckle up, and refuse to move away from who we are in Christ, can we truly live the life that God has for us? So it says, only when we buckle up and refuse to move away from who we are in Christ, we can truly live the life that God has for us. And so that's what we have to do. We have to make that choice. We have to say, no matter what, no matter how tough this is going to get, no matter how much I may get teased at school because I'm not living for Jesus, or, or no matter how hard this holding out for this promise of healing or restoration for my family and my life looks or feels or way that it is, God, I refuse. I'm going to trust you. I've got my seat. <laughs> i got my seatbelt on. I've given you the keys. God, and I'm refusing uh, to move. I'm re- going to refuse to move. Y'all remember the, the scripture of the woman that just kept going, going and going and, and uh, bombarding the judge? <laughs> I forget where it's at. Uh, and uh, John, maybe. Uh, and finally, he just said, you know what? Go ahead and give it to her. Because she was so persistent. She just kept on and on. What if we lived our lives that way? Just every morning, excited to meet with God. God, I'm not leaving. I'm not not coming to meet with you until you answer my prayer. Jesus said, those who seek and knock will find, right? We need to seek. We need to be looking. We need to be knocking and asking. We have not because we ask not. We have to refuse to be pulled away. That's what the enemy wants us to do, right? He wants us to, to get frustrated, to get mad at God, to blame God. To say, you know what, man, this sure is taking long. Are you sure you really want to hold out for this? It's been like a day. <laughs> We're a fast-paced society, right? I call it fast food society. We would go to McDonald's, we order food. They give it to us in less than two minutes, and it's still not fast enough, right? And so you got to, I say this all the time, you got to hold out. you got to press in as you're holding out on the promise of God. you got to stay put as you're, you're holding out. You gotta believe it. Amen. And you gotta you gotta expect it. And that's really a sign of what buckle up is. Because if you're buckled up, you're committed. You're not going anywhere. So you gotta be committed uh, to having God drive uh, your car, the life the, the life of your car. Amen. Let's look at that next point. I think this is y'all's new point uh, for today. Um, so you know what? That's 
Let's stop trying to uh, compartmentalize, digest everything that's going on in our world and try and try and figure it all out. What does this mean? What does this mean? Is, is this the end times? You know, I hear a lot, that, a lot these days. Jesus is coming. You know what? He is coming. Uh, but there's a lot that has to happen uh, before he comes. But I can tell you this. I know he's closer to coming today than he was yesterday, and he'll be closer to coming tomorrow than he is today. And so, you know, I don't know when he's coming. He says he's going to come like a thief in the night, right? Uh, but we need to, to stop really trying to just figure everything out in our minds and just spiritually give it to him. And we can do that by what this point is saying. We gotta just we gotta dive in. You gotta dive into your place. You gotta dive into your posture. You gotta dive into your position in Christ. Uh, and, and and we have to we do that by being by being seated, right? Seated at his table, seated in his church, seated in his small groups, seated with friends that that believe like I do. Uh, seated with with like minded people and believers. Amen. That's what we have to do. Uh, you know, and as long as we're cor con correctly connected to those types of people, those circles of, of people in my life, uh, connected also, who are also connected to Christ, then his, excuse me, his place, his position, and his posture, which we're going to talk about today, are also ours, are yours. And he's got some pretty cool uh, places, uh, some pretty cool positions, and pretty cool postures that uh, he wants to share with you, that maybe you didn't even know that you have. Amen? Let's look at Ephesians 2.6. We already read this, but we'll, we'll hit it again. It says, For he raised us from the dead, right, along with Christ. And there it is. He seated us with him in heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. If you accepted Jesus as your Savior, you are united to Christ forever. Nothing can separate you, but because you're, you're connected to the King of Kings uh, in heavenly places, that means what? That means that you are divine, that you are connected to a divinehood, that, that you are royalty, and that you have promises, uh, and that you have places of authority, and uh, positions of authority, and, and, and a posture of love, mercy, and grace, and forgiveness that you can walk in, right? And so, well, we got to remember this. It's, it, you got to remember because, because Jesus did. Jesus uh, did it, right? Anybody arguing with that? He did it for us? If Jesus did, then you and I can. If you believe that, then you can. You can tap in to what he's done. You can't add to it, but you can, you can ride on the coattails of Jesus. <laughs> you can. You can stand on his big old purple robe, man, with a wake of glory, and you can just ride his coattails from, from this day to the rest of the days of your life. Amen, because of what he's done for us. So that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about... Uh, the types of places, positions, and postures that we as believers uh, that we're called to. Amen. So today we're going to kind of break down each one of these. Let's look at that next point. <laughs> so we are in a place of authority. If, if, if we are united with Christ in heavenly places, we're connected to him, and he's in a place of authority, then you and I are also in a place of authority. Did you even know that you have authority? Uh, you just have to remember that you do. You got to remember who your God is. You got to remember who Jesus Christ is in your life. And you got to tap into that. You got to remember that you can bind and you can loose things. We prayed that this morning. You have authority and power to do that. You just got to remember. You just got to remember that you can you can 
by the authority from him. And see, you're under, when you, when you operate in his authority, you're operating under his authority at the same time. As long as you acknowledge that that's where it came from. And then that's how he gives it to us. Because you're under his authority, he releases authority through you. Fathers, husbands, y'all have an authority and a place to, to, to be, be, be amazing husbands and amazing fathers and leaders for your family. And if you would just see and recognize that you are under, if you're under his authority, then his authority is released through you and it's like an umbrella. Then your family is under your authority and it just, it trickles down the divine authority of God to, to work through us. Amen? The second part of that statement. So we're in a place of authority. We are seated with Christ in heavenly realms, far above the powers and authorities of this world. Jesus is the highest authority and standard in my life. I'm thankful that I work at a Christian-owned business. Man, all of us are Christians. We talk about God all the time. Uh, I kill bugs for a living. I get to talk about God with all my customers all the time. I invite them to church all the time. Uh, if they don't already have a home church, uh, but he is the highest standard in my life, right? And so if anybody asks me to do anything that is outside of what Jesus says, I'm not doing it. Because he's my authority. If, it, if it's sin, I'm not doing it. If it means my life, I'm sorry. You know, there's people that are still giving their lives for their faith. You just don't hear about it. In places like Africa, there's places in China. I mean, if you have a Bible in, in some places in China, like you have to open it, read it in secret, because if they find you, they'll kill you. And people, the, the, they, they believe that the authority of Christ is the highest authority in their lives, right? Let's read on Ephesians 1, 21 through 23. It says, now he, Jesus, is far above. Somebody say far above. Any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. There's no higher authority than Jesus. You know what? It doesn't matter who's in the White House. Jesus is still king. I'm hoping and praying that Trump wins this election. Oh, but if, 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 if Joe Biden somehow pulls this thing out, you know what? I can still rest in peace knowing that, you know what? Jesus is still king. And I answer to him. And if, and if you're going to do this agenda and force this agenda that doesn't line up with what my Bible says, I'm sorry, but I'm not doing it. Because there is no higher authority <laughs> than Jesus, right? He's got to be our hope. See, we can't put our hope in, in people. See, I want Trump to be president so bad, but my hope can't be in him. Because he can't fix everything. He can't save the world, but Jesus Christ can. Amen. So our hope has to be in him. Don't forget that. Verse 22, it says, God put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him the head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete in Christ who uh, fills all things everywhere with himself. And so that same place of authority that Jesus sits from is granted to us because it says Jesus is the head and his body is the church. You know what? You can't, one can't live without the other. Do you know that? Uh, you can't have just a body with no head. It can't survive, right? And you can't just have a head with no body. See, the head tells the body where to go. 
It's really where we get our, our, our orchestration, our, uh, the gospel and the mission of who God is and Jesus is. It's from the head who's Jesus, right? But the church is the body. It's how, it's how the gospel moves. See, a, a head without a body can't go nowhere. See, but the head has all the knowledge, all the wisdom, uh, has all the directives, all the directions. And so when it comes together in complete unity, amazing things happen. We can change the world. You can change your life. You can change your family's life. Amazing things can happen when the, when the church, who is the body of Christ, and, and Jesus Christ, who is the head of the church, come together. Amazing things happen. We could literally see heaven on earth if that can and will happen. And, it, and, and it's happening. There are great churches that are living this out. I, I believe that we're doing it. Are, are we doing it to our our we are doing it to the best of our ability, but we can still get better. Right? We're striving uh, to give God our best. Amen? So God, he, he calls us to a place of authority. You have authority. Write that down. I have authority in Christ because Jesus can, I can. Because Jesus did, I can. Amen? That next point. So uh, we have a place of authority, and we're positioned to prosper. Somebody say prosper. Do you all know that? You know, just the fact of, of, of having a Savior, if Jesus Christ is your Savior, man, you are positioned to prosper. Think of your life before you knew Jesus. If it looked anything like mine, uh, it, it was pretty bad. I was, it was a mess. I was a wreck. That's an understatement. Uh, I didn't have any money. I didn't have a place to live. I didn't have a car. I had a couple clothes. Uh, you know what? I was, and I'm, I don't want this to turn into a, uh, that word prosper, a lot of times we, we think of it as financially. We can financially prosper as well, but I want, I'm talking spiritually also. You can spiritually prosper and thrive if you are connected and seated in high places with Jesus Christ. Because how can you not? You're connected to the King of Kings. You're royal. He wants to give you everything. The keys to the kingdom, right? The authority from on high is yours. Uh, but the rest of that point, he says, uh, because we're seated in Christ, we already have the upper hand. There it is. We have a spiritual advantage because we have the authority of Christ and the mind of Christ and the blessing of God upon our lives. You want to talk about advantage? You want to talk about an upper hand? You have the mind of Christ. You have the authority of God. Hello, somebody. Uh, uh, and so we have, the, and the, we have the blessing of God, right? You want to talk about an advantage? Old Ian, before he knew Jesus, was at a disadvantage, because I didn't know. But you know what? When you don't know, you don't know. Maybe I was being stubborn. Maybe I was being pig-headed. Maybe I chose not to know. I don't know. But I, I'm talking pre-salvation. When you, were, when you literally, you, you, you didn't know, right? When you come to know God and the, the favor and the blessings and the prosperity and the love and the joy that you can have, you're thinking, what took so long, right? What took so what was I really holding on to that I thought was going to be so hard to let go of? It's not even worth it, right? Drinking was my main thing, my main crutch. I, I was going to hold on to that thing till it killed me. It almost killed me. And when I come to know Jesus, it was like, really? Really? Right? Because when we, when we know Jesus, we're connected and seated, rooted in Christ. Y'all, we are positioned, excuse me, positioned. To prosper. 1 Corinthians 2.16. It says, Who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. 
right? Because Jesus came, fulfilled the law, lived in a body like yours and mine, defeated sin, defeated death, defeated hell and the grave, so that you and I could do the same thing. You better know that his, the mind of Christ is yours too. So we, we, we preached on this a few months back. You know, we don't need uh, just good ideas. We need God ideas, right? You know what? You can have God ideas every day if you want. How do you get them? you got to be in right relationship with God. you got to talk to Him every day. got to sit at His feet. you got to sit down. you got to click it. Uh, get buckled up. you got to be in His Word. And I guarantee you, I promise you, if you do those things, He will divinely download to you not just good ideas, but God ideas. The voice of God. You know, one word from heaven can change your life. <laughs> Revelation, knowledge. You think this thing is a problem, is an issue, it seems so tough, and then all of a sudden you're in prayer, and all of a sudden he just gives you something, right? Anybody been there? Experienced that? Hallelujah, right? It's like, yes, thank you, Jesus. Why didn't I see that? We can have that. We have the mind of Christ. We are at advantage because that is given to us. Amen? Ephesians 1.3, it says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms because we are united in Christ. And you know what? Just the, the, uh, the blessing of, of who Christ is in our lives is enough to, to, to get us to a place of prosperity. Uh, you know, if you really believe that Jesus died for you so that you could live, I mean, that really changes the way we should live our lives, right? When you really think about it, you know, we say that all the time, you know, God loves you. It's just people hear it all the time, you know, you just get used to it, you know. It's just, yeah, God loves you. Yeah, thank you. But when you really stop and think about it, do you really believe it, that God loves you that much? Because when you, when you slow down and think about it, yeah, that changes the way I live, right? That's a real amazing fact and truth. That when we see that and recognize that, man, I'm blessed. I'm in position to prosper. Yeah, I am in Jesus' name. I'm blessed because he died for me. He chose me. We sung about it this morning. He chose you in your sin, in your pigsty, in your mess. Amen. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. That next point, the last point. So we have a place of authority. Uh, you are positioned to prosper you can if you want to and choose to. Amen. And this last one is really, they're all important. But this one, I feel like this could, this could make it or break it for a lot of us. Because I feel like it kind of has to start here of remembering who I am uh, in Christ and remembering that God's God and I'm just me. I'm just Ian, right? We, our posture has to be in resting in Christ. You have to have a posture of resting in Christ. I believe that's our key. That's the breakthrough that we have to remember, uh, that we have to rest in him first, right? Because we're seated with Christ. We don't have to strive or stress over the things that we cannot control. And here's why I believe this, because that's exactly what we try and do. We stress and try to control every area of our lives, and we worry about things that are going on that have really no significance. Yeah, they matter, but do they really matter? And I want to look a certain way and act a certain way and and be great with every person that coming. Before we know it, we're like stressed out to the max. And you got social media, so you throw that on there. You got a 
your Instagram account has to look this way. Your Facebook account has to look this way. Uh, you want everything to be perfect. And if we live our lives that way, you will not be happy. You will not have the joy of the Lord. And this is why you can't move to a place of authority or position of prosperity until you first rest in Him. 